All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Daily Faceoff Podcast comes courtesy of the Nation Network. Here's your host, Brock Segan, with Dylan D. Berthume and Michael Beebs Bondi. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Daily Faceoff Podcast. Could it it's, be? It, it's been months. Yeah. Uh, you got Brock, you got Beebs Bondi. Uh, COVID catch up. Let's just talk yeah. about what we've been up to. Uh, it's been. I don't know, four months? Yeah. Four months since we last recorded. So. Doesn't feel like it. Uh, feels like it's been three years. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm actually surprised that words are flowing fluently right now. I haven't really talked to anyone like this <laughs> in a while. Um, but yeah, no, COVID catch up. Um, you picked up golf. Picked I up golf. Can't believe Had it. never played that in my life. And I, I was stern on being like, oh, I'm not going to golf. And being like, it's too early in the morning. It costs too much money. But I was just being a super grumpy person about it <laughs> mostly i just didn't want to admit that i'm really bad at it but now i kind of have to do it um because there's nothing else to do and i'm absolutely in love um i'm to the point where you know you're like dreaming of it stuff like that like i'm just swinging in my <laughs> living room with fake clubs that are yep. just like the you spatulas got the i got the itch and i also uh got into kayaking as well so i had to, i figured out when this all hit that i do a lot of shit indoors as much as i'm playing basketball and hockey and all stuff like that it's all indoors so mm-hmm. i didn't know how to do the outdoors and, had to get uh, had become an outdoorsman a little bit a little bit um very teensy amount but uh but that was something something like, yeah yeah i was dying because like the one day you're like golfing on father I think you took your dad out right yeah. father's day yeah. and then all of a sudden you were on like a golf trip where you went like five times in five days i was like this kid's golfed more yeah. seven than and i seven. have it like all summer so far in one weekend and you literally just picked up golf yeah i uh i went on a two-week span where i did i think i did 12 12 went out golfing 12 times in 14 days and i only did a double on one day um so i was just a little obsessed plus i was getting a really good deal at this cottage that i was yeah. at so well, and you're, you're, uh, you're getting better well. though you're like you're, getting there yeah yeah like we played in the one tournament together swing yeah. looked crisp I was getting there better than some people, which was unexpected. Yeah. Um, so no one saw that coming. Um, and um, yes, I tried the Happy Gilmore shot when I first went out. No, I cannot do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the. So you're not you, you don't got the big boom and slap no. shot. You're, you're actually just a, a regular golfer. I mean, I didn't have one in hockey, so I don't know why I assumed <laughs> I could just translate it. Yeah. But um, but not yeah, happy. no. Um, took me a bit though to get the stances, but it's great. Uh, love the sport. Love drinking with the boys. Yeah. Love oh, a good I, cart rip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's the best. Um, no, yeah. So if anyone is like was like me and not into golf, now's the time. Pick it up. Do it. It's pretty not much, a golf It was pretty podcast, much for a while the only thing you could do. Well, there's nothing on yeah. TV. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah, I even started watching soccer, like in England <laughs> and 
in I believe it was Italian soccer. I'm yeah. watching Italian soccer. You know that we need sports back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Slowly so, but surely. Yeah. So yeah. COVID catch up for you. How's uh? I uh I didn't really become an outdoorsman. I kind of um I became a handyman somehow. Oh. I built two decks. I put up a pool. You're I becoming built, a husband. I built patio furniture for our deck. Like wow. I just I turned into a carpenter essentially, and I didn't really know anything coming in. And then all of a sudden. I built one deck and I'm like, oh, I kind of like this. This is fun. And I got better at it. And then I started building patio furniture. And I was like, what the fuck's going on? You just on? got on a streak. Yeah, so, like, was... I just, like, I've, I've learned how to do that. Then I've been golfing a ton, obviously, but yeah. I've always been a big, big golfer. Yeah. Brock uh, won the one tournament that I played in. So I will give him props for that. Yeah. So, oh, my God. I played uh, talented. So, I played so good that with day. With the sticks. We, uh, first five holes, I think I put five within like five feet. And we made like three of the birdies. We started off three hundred through five. I'm like, oh, we could just coast the victory. I don't know how that feels. Yeah, it was. Um, oh, it was good. I, it was a I good day. Yeah, but yeah. Lots of golf. Lots of lots of handyman work. It's been yeah. fun. Got I yourself mean, a pool. Yeah, got got a pool. We had to. It was so hot all down yeah. here all summer. So we uh, put up a pool. Put up a couple decks. It was good. Yeah. But speaking of, you've been watching Italian soccer. I've become like so invested in fucking NASCAR, which is of just, all things. Like I was shaking my head at my so much money. Yeah. I've been like I've been dominating NASCAR on uh, DraftKings and like I've just gotten so obsessed with it. Like every day I'm on updating my projections and like figuring out who I'm gonna pick Which this is wild. week. And it's just like I'm so into NASCAR. Like I can't like I got asked to go golfing on Sunday. I was like, I can't, bro. There's a NASCAR race. And like I never thought I would turn down You're golf in. for NASCAR, but like I am fully invested. I bought a You're gonna I start bought the game for football. PS4. I bought a steering wheel, like I play it. I'm like Rocks. I don't know. Like it was the only sport on, and I'm like, I'm in. Like, You're 50 percent of the way to becoming a professional NASCAR. Driver. Yeah, like I'm probably gonna be in the I racing circuit yeah. next year. I absolutely. That like, was pretty cool how they did that. It was um, cool. Kept sports going. Yeah, um, the and honestly, that's how I got into about. it. I was like, I was watching. Like, oh, this is cool. So then I bought the game, and then when they actually started racing, I was like, I could get back into NASCAR because I used to be like like it when I was a kid, and then I started winning money on DraftKings like every week. I'm like, it's all it takes. I like this a yeah. lot now. It's all so it takes. I've, I've had a couple big wins, and it's been fun. So now I just gotta. I started playing around with my DraftKings lineup for hockey for the first day. I'm like, oh my god, this is so weird. Like, this isn't NASCAR. I'm not choosing cars or drivers. Yeah, um, it's funny. Yeah, but come from a diehard NASCAR family, um, I just don't get it. But um, <laughs> either way, I, I respect it. It's a you know, it's a new sport, and we're all getting into new things. But I think uh, the main thing is we're both good. We're yep. both uh, both healthy. We're both safe. We're healthy, and and we hope everyone else is. Um, and you know, and during these hard times, for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's been crazy, and uh, you know, it's just nice that hockey's back. I'm glad yeah. we, can, we can talk about we it. We can and, forget and about life, and there's actually something on the news that's not, you know, what's going on around us. So it, it'll be great, and I think everyone's happy, even the non-sports fans, because now the sports fans can shut up and stop being like, anytime they ask, hey, how's it going? Well, there's no sports, man. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah. Um, I was guilty of doing that a lot, but <laughs> anyways. Uh, Let's get into it. Let's yeah. talk about some hockey. Absolutely. So uh, what's going to happen today is uh, this morning... I'm with Biebs. We're going to break down the Western Conference, and this afternoon, I'm going to be doing a second podcast with Dylan, where we break down the Eastern Conference, release them in two separate episodes. So we hope you guys uh, are well, and we hope you guys enjoy this Western Conference breakdown. Brock was um, nice enough to give me the side with the Avs, and nice enough to give D the side with um, the Leafs. Montreal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, the Leafs. Yes. That's who you meant. Yes. Yes. But... Uh, as always, um, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at oddshark.com. Um, all of today's odds uh, that we will be talking about can be found at Oddshark. Uh, they do a nice job of breaking down um, all the different odds from all the different uh, sports books. So um, I needed you it. Of, you can I kind totally of find forgot. out where which book has the best value on different teams and go there and put your money where your mouth is. So let's start... With the qualifying round, we've got the number five seed Edmonton Oilers taking on the number 12 Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, it's funny to be sitting here talking about essentially playoff hockey yeah, and yeah. be talking about A the Blackhawks seed doing right anything. now. It's pretty surprising. Uh, they were 32-30-8 this season, the 23rd best record in the NHL. but Traded their goalie as well um, yeah. <laughs> to make a non-playoff push, so yeah. that's good. So they traded they traded uh, Robin Lehner to the Vegas Golden Knights, and then all of a sudden now it looked like they were like panicking because they're in the playoffs, and Corey Crawford tests positive for COVID, and it's like, shit, we might have to roll with Malcolm Subban. It's, uh, but uh, it looks like Crawford's good to go. It's going to be interesting regardless. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be 
It, I was surprised. Might uh, be a point night we, for the boys. A few nights. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I was surprised when I went to Odd Shark and saw that the Chicago Blackhawks are eighteen to one to win the Western Conference. Um, to put that in perspective, Edmonton's only eleven to one, and Chicago has better odds to win the West than Nashville, Arizona, Vancouver, Calgary, and Winnipeg. Do you think Literally it's like a, every other? You think it's an experience thing? They're like, oh, they still got Taze, they still got Kane. I think it's like they think Duncan whichever Keith. team comes out of this matchup has a chance. But where I where I don't understand it from a Chicago perspective is that they're the number twelve seed. So whatever happens, even if they do end up upsetting Edmonton, they're playing the best team that comes out of the round robin. Yeah, and we're talking Vegas, we're talking Colorado, we're talking St. Louis. I don't think Dallas is really gonna win that round robin it could happen we'll get to it later yeah bishop um, stands up for three games yeah. and doesn't let in a goal and even dallas if it is wins dallas it. Yeah. i don't think chicago has a prayer against any of those three teams yeah. so it's like or four teams sorry so if you not a chance even if, even if they somehow with that goaltending yeah if they upend edmonton and then they have to play one of those four teams like they're not getting by any of them yeah and everyone, regardless of who it is so how they're 18 to 1 to me is just well, crazy well for me too what it's gonna take is for them to actually win this first five game series which again is a five game series so this isn't even really yeah counting well it is <laughs> but it, it's not like towards the body toll um, Taze and Kane and the big boys are going to have to bust their ass and just destroy themselves. And if you're destroying yourself against the five seed, you're only playing bigger, better, stronger teams. Yeah. They're going to be absolutely done. So even say they do buy a miracle win two series, by the time that third series comes around, you're telling me Kaze, or Kaze. Yeah, <laughs> I'm making that. I'm making that, that name. A thing. That's a thing now. You're telling me Kaze, Kane and Tane. <laughs> You I'm, can't I, do it. I'm done. I'm done. It's been too long. But you're telling me that either of those guys are going to have anything left in the tank. They're not. They're going to be so beat up. I, I, I think that's a hilarious uh, hilarious number. They're going to make a lot of money because people love Chicago. And I yeah. think that's oh, it. Yeah. And people, uh, people, for some reason, don't use recency bias on them. And uh, It's been years since they were actually relevant. So uh, not relevant, but The one thing that's crazy to me, so good, good. I'm going to go ahead right now and say that I'm picking the Oilers in this series. I've got yes. the Oilers in four. I've got um, Connor getting... Double digit points. Well, yeah. So, at a five v uh, from a five v five perspective, they were the Blackhawks that I'm um, speaking about. They gave up the most scoring chances per sixty in the NHL this year. Um, so, when you have a team that is as leaky defensively as Chicago is going up against yeah, Leon Draisaitl and Connor McDavid playing on two separate lines, I just don't see how they can keep up. Yeah. Um, Edmonton's goaltending, not great. Uh, yeah. Admittedly, like, but Koskinen, still Koskinen, better Koskinen than has shown the, the ability, like, to steal games. So, like, he's he can be good. Yeah. Um, and Crawford is, you know, Crawford might be a little bit better when healthy than both of their goalies, but I don't think it really matters when you look at how many chances uh, Edmonton's going to be getting. Yeah. And like, they're going to be not, high end chances. Connor's yeah. putting the puck right where it needs to be. Drysaddle's putting the puck where it needs to be. New just putting the puck right where it needs to be. Yamamoto's putting the puck right. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, if if Edmonton doesn't win this series, it'll be so classic Edmonton. Yeah, it'll but, be such a uh, letdown. Like I feel like you know all of our buddies at Oilers Nation, they're all they're fired up. We they, they we want to see them do good. We love watching Connor. So uh, yeah. we, we, we don't just, love been, saying that they might lose this. But we deserve uh, Connor and Leon in the playoffs. And I just I I don't understand some cleft bombs. We deserve some yeah. cleft bombs. But then even if you so if you look at it from five v five, Cassian, Edmonton <laughs> has an advantage. Yep. Clearly, Chicago, not a good defensive team whatsoever. Edmonton, they're not a great 5v5 team either, but they have the ultimate elixirs in Leon and Connor. Like, oh, yeah. They can, they're, they're game breakers. They can score four goals in a game, no problem. And against Chicago, very well could happen. And then you go ahead and look at the power play, and Edmonton literally ranked number one in the NHL in power play percentage this season, almost 30%. Yeah, uh, when you got those two guys on the ice, it's pretty easy. So, I mean, tell me the Blackhawks are going to be able to keep McDavid from getting ten plus points this series. Even yeah. if it goes three games, it could possibly. If anyone can do it, it's him. I mean, that's yeah. obviously not going to happen um, in three games, but it could. And then even if you um, look too on the other side, Chicago twenty eighth ranked power play, not very good, and Edmonton had the second best penalty kill. Clef bomb so, blocks like, everything. Not yeah, actually, Darnell Nurse is a stud. They got some pieces. Yeah. Um, that, that blue line looks a lot better uh, than it had. I think it would have been nice if team. Mike Green would have not opted out. Obviously, uh, we're not you know 
Never. It's up to him. He can yeah, do whatever he absolutely. wants. That's fine. Respect it. Um, but he would have been a, a big upgrade over Matt Benning. Um, and then they would have literally had three really good pairings. I don't, you know, Mike Green is not who he used to be. But a, but a Mike Green, Chris Russell pairing isn't the worst third it's, pairing It's a lot ever. better than, especially a rest in Mike Green. If you're giving Mike Green 14, 15 minutes a game, he's going to be a lot better than in Detroit when you're trying to pound him out for 20 and put him against top line. So, um, yeah, no, I would have liked to see what he could do out there too. It would have just been nice to see if he could get that offensive bug back that he used to always have. And the Red um, Wings might have got a third-round pick instead of a fourth-round pick. But whatever. That's fine, Mike. That's it's okay. okay, yeah. Um, so You're used to getting worse picks than expected. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I don't even want to talk about it. I'm okay. gonna go, I don't want to no, go there. I'll, fine, yeah. I'll go off on a, a huge uh, tangent. Hey, I'll be here forever. Talking to the crowd. Been yeah. there, done that twice. Yes, I know. Um, and we're talking about um, but having the God. expected first pick and getting the fourth, um, the worst thing that ever happens. When you're a fan of a team. Anyways, Unless you get Kale McCarr not fourth. Talk, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so if Detroit gets Kale McCarr fourth, then we're fine. That'd be um, cool. All right, the one thing we're also going to do on this episode, we're going to break down the game as we just did, and we're also going to talk about a couple of value picks from each team. Uh, you know, if you, if you have a fantasy playoff draft today or tomorrow or even Saturday, um, kind of guys that, like, obviously in a fantasy draft, you want to target specific teams, and you're not always going to – get the team that you want. Um, you know, obviously there's heavy favorites when there's teams like maybe Boston or Vegas or Colorado or Tampa. Te- people are going to, there's going to be runs on those players early in the draft. So you might have to go with a team like Edmonton and hope that, you know, Connor gets 10 points in the first three games and, and then they can maybe get past Dallas, let's say in the second round and, you know, surprise some people. So we're going to talk about, obviously Leon and Connor are gods. Uh, we don't have to tell you how good they are. Obviously Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves are, really good still as well. So maybe you have to go with Chicago. Maybe you agree with the odds makers and think they can get by. We just want to talk about a couple players from each team that uh, are some, really some good. Some helpers. The yeah. non-obvious ones. The non-obvious yeah. ones. That's a good way to put it. So uh, why don't you start with Edmonton, Beeps? Edmonton, for me, guy really step, stands out. Kyler Yamamoto. Um, this is a guy who was an absolute fantasy stud this year, went healthy. Um, keyword is when healthy. Brock actually was nice enough to provide me with a nice little sheet that... Uh, as soon as he came up from the AHL, like... He was awesome. Yeah, and he was a guy who so many people were touting as a bust, which, guys, we got to slow down on calling people like busts year, when they're 20 years old. Yeah. Um, the guy's not even in what I love to call his man body yet. Yeah. Um, and he's I don't know get if he'll there. ever get there. Like, I don't know <laughs> if he will, but even if he gets to his teenage body, it's better than his current he's pubescent child <laughs> Small body. <stature. laughs> but um, anyways, he was, uh, at the end of the year, Yamamoto closed the year out being third in points per game on this Heavy, heavy offensive-powered um, Edmonton team. And that's above Ryan Nugent-Hopkins, who had a nice 61 points in 65 games. But Yamamoto, again, small sample size, but 27 games, 26 points. This is a guy who's going to be fringe, but he's going to be on around that PP1. And like you said, it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of power play, uh, power, just, just power play success. And with this series, there's going to be a lot of speed from Edmonton. Chicago's going to be taking the penalties. They're just not going to be able to keep up. Yeah. And uh, when that happens, Yamamoto's going to be that secondary assist, that primary assist, because this guy is an actually just a stud out there. He's got great vision. Um, there's a reason he went so high. There's a reason he dominated junior hockey like he did. Um, and it's someone who I'm, 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 I'm loving as, if, if even if you don't have any Edmonton guys, maybe you plug this guy in and just Edmonton makes a, a run, on him. and he could be absolutely massive in the long term. If he's putting up anywhere close to a point per game, this is the playoffs we're talking about. You're not going to get that from a lot of sources. Um, I love him as a as a kind of outside source for, for some offense. The there. really interesting thing is that when he was called up, the Yamamoto, Dreisaitl, RNH line was Lights awesome. out. Lights out. So good. Yeah. Um, and then they went over the trade deadline. They get Ennis. They get Athens to you. And you're like, okay, here's you know McDavid's wingers. And then all of a sudden, COVID happens. We break out in the training camp here a week, a couple weeks ago, and Nugent Hopkins is on McDavid's line. Yeah. And Yamamoto's with Trace Idol still, but like I was surprised that they broke up that line. Yeah. Uh, but I, I guess they think they've got enough with just Trace Idol and Yamamoto that four months of Nuge just will thinking help about McDavid. it. Yeah. Maybe. maybe I don't it was know, weird. Yeah. Like it was bizarre. Nobody really saw it coming. And then first day of training camp was like RNH McDavid. It's like holy fuck. Could be a could definitely be a, a test that just. You know, after game one, ten doesn't work. Let's go back to what worked. For um, sure. I just like to me. I, I, either way, though, he's in that top six, and that's a lethal top six. And he's playing alongside Drysaitel. Whether it's with R and yeah, oh for R&H sure, R H or you know, like, FCU or whoever the hell wants to plug that hole. Um, I think R and H in um, obviously he's a he's a a great secondary pick for Edmonton as well, just like Yamamoto. Um, but I think actually 
that this kind of brings Cassian into the conversation yeah. a little bit too, just because now like like when you put RNH on that top line, that's a lot better top line than say Ennis, McDavid, Cassian. Yeah. Like RNH is legit. Yeah. So Cassian now he plays with RNH and McDavid. Smack everything he, and, in. And he's it, just going to the front of the that's net. That's two and guys just, who look to pass Just first. dirty passers. Absolutely filthy yeah. playmaker. So and I how many times have we seen Darren McCarty? Guys like th- guys like that who just throw body. Who get the guy's in, got lamb chops in right the now. Game. Like, the guy's absolutely He's animal. ready for the playoffs. And he's a Windsor alert. I haven't yeah. even yelled it yet. How off am I right now in my game? But anyways, it's someone who just gets so in the game. He gets so involved that he makes such an impact. That Especially this is a guy playoff who hockey. Like, yeah. he, like, he's, he he's, thrives. Yeah. He's built for playoff yeah. hockey. He eats playoff hockey. He doesn't even eat dinner pregame. He just eats straight playoff hockey. If, if you're going to look on the Chicago side, if you have to look on the Chicago side, outside of Kane and Taves, I like Dominic Kubalik. Uh, scored 30 goals in 68 games this year. Um, there's obviously yeah. some other players like Dylan Strom, uh, Alex Brinkett that are really solid as well. Fringe guys, uh, yeah. But to me... Like, you're probably not going to get too deep into the Chicago pool. I probably wouldn't go any shouldn't. deeper than Kubalik. I agree. Those top um, three, maybe that's as, as deep as it gets. For those of you thinking Brandon Saad, just step away. Yeah, that's just a sad pick. Stop, right? yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, let's move on to the next series. Oh, wait, hold on. I didn't get your project, uh, prediction. So I'm saying Oilers in four. You're saying? I also had Oilers in four, and uh, I just, you know, I think Chicago's going to take one with those with those guys. Um, respect to, you yeah. know, the guys who deserve the respect. Um, but, you know, just not, not the series. I, I think the most important part before we move on is Edmonton needs to get off to a good start. Yeah. If Chicago comes out and Koskinen plays like dog shit game one and Chicago wins game one, it's just there's not like that – to me, like the mentality of that organization is just so bad. Right? Yeah, and just there's so been such a lack of success for so long. It's like if they lose game one, it's like oh here we go again type of thing. They need to just come out. McDavid, Drysdale need to pound, um, pound the goals in early, and then just get off to a good start. And they're flying. Whatever. If they, if they win game one, they might just run away with it and sweep it. Like it, it might not even be close. Yeah. I think it's. I mean, it's, I'm not going to call it the most lopsided because. Pittsburgh and Montreal still exist, but uh, I think Edmonton should win this one pretty handily. I think Cassian's going to hit someone like the first shift, and it's just going to... And the fans are going to go crazy. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I had to consider when we were talking about um, just, like, how long the series... Because at first, I'm like, oh, well, you got to consider, you know, Chicago's going to take one at home. And I'm like, wait. There is no home. doesn't mean shit. No. Um, anyways, yeah, so four games for Edmonton. Both on the same page. Let's go, boys. It's going right. to be fun. Let's go Nashville and Arizona. Nashville, the number six seed. This Arizona, is, the so number excited. 11 seed. You're excited for this series? How often do you see Nashville ever play Arizona in a series? Yeah, um, pretty much never. Exactly. Uh, and it's only a five-gamer, so if it's shit, you didn't really have to watch it that long anyway. Yeah. When you look at this series, um, it looks like the worst series um, yeah, on really paper. Sweet. And it's not even just because... It's just going like, to be boring. I, I, I actually like Nashville. I actually like Arizona. But them two together is just not a great mix. They just... Not a lot just, of goals. There's just no... Yeah, neither team really plays a high-paced game, a fast-paced game. They don't play... Uh, I shouldn't say high-paced. Um, like, high-event game. Yeah. They're very low-event teams. They don't give up a lot of chances. And when both teams aren't giving up a lot of chances, it's just like... Where's the chances? Yeah. Like, we got two, uh, where like, are the goals going to come from? And then you you factor on top of it that both these teams have you know what you know I I would say probably top five goalie tandems exactly in the NHL. What I was say. So it's yeah. like even if one goalie falters, there's an amazing goalie behind yeah. him, and it's like so there's four good goalies in a in a series that's going to be not very high event, and it's just, where are the goals going to come from? Like Nashville can't score in the power play. Nashville can't score. For whatever reason. Like, they haven't been able to score on the power play yeah. for two years. Last year, they were historically bad. At 31st in the league, they were worse There's power like play than Detroit There's, like, a curse in Nashville year. that you're not allowed to get more than a point per game ever. Like, no player is allowed. You're not even allowed to get more than 65. It just yeah. doesn't happen there. I don't know what's happening, <laughs> it why is it happens, but it's freaking weird. This year, they were led 65 points in 69 games by Roman Yossi. Which uh, is... Second in points per game was Ryan Ellis. So obviously led by that blue line, really? which is elite. Ryan um, Ellis, and he was injured for well, yeah, in points per game. Points per points game. Points per game. Points sorry, per I was going to yeah. say because uh, in I terms remember... of actual points, second on the team was Philip Forsberg, but still only forty-eight points in sixty-three games. Wow. Uh, it is just weird, kind of talking about these numbers because the season got cut, you know, twenty games short. It's the curse, um, though. Couldn't get over sixty-five. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so if you look at uh, Odd Shark, we've got 
22 to 1 to win the Western Conference for Nashville, 28 to 1 to win the Western Conference for Arizona. Um, Arizona is actually tied for the worst odds to win the conference. Yeah, a lot um, of disrespect to Nashville here after giving Chicago, as you mentioned. Um, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, like to me, to me, I don't even like, think wouldn't Na- Nashville have better odds because like they're you're saying that they're playing the worst team, arguably. Um, How? Like according to the odds, you're, they're playing the worst team based on the odds. Yep. And then so like you, you've already kind of admitted to yourself that they have a pretty good chance of advancing out of the qualifying round. That should be enough to just throw your money at them because at least we know they're probably getting to the qualifying round. Chicago at 18 to one versus Nashville at 22 to one, and Chicago's probably not even getting out of the qualifying round. Yeah. I just don't. The odds to me don't line up at all. I also, it's very confusing. I'm skipping ahead here, but I also don't love how St. Louis has better odds at 400 to one than Col- or for four plus one. plus sorry four to one plus 400 than Colorado, who's plus 300 when. St. Louis is fresh off a cup when St. Louis is fresh off of Tarasenko coming back yeah. healthy. Sorry. Well, we could get into it later, but still, it's just like, that's a way more obvious it's, it's bet cra- to take. Cra- yeah, I, like, I would rather me. throw my money at St. Louis than Absolutely. Colorado. Absolutely. I trust I them way more. I think there's a better chance that maybe that, they, that Colorado gets there. I think Colorado might be better this year. I really like Colorado's team. I don't we'll want to say it because I do too, but I'm just a little biased. <laughs> um, let's just talk about this... Uh, Nashville Arizona game yep. or match up a little bit more. Uh, the one interesting thing is Nashville really shuffled their lines a lot throughout the season. Uh, we saw points in time where fantasy owners were getting frustrated because Victor Arvidsson would be like on the fourth line. Um, when they broke out of this second training camp, uh, Forsberg, Johansson, Arvidsson reunited on the top line. Um, they're going to give Arizona a lot of problems, I think. Uh, Kyle Turris back in the top six. You got Turris, Duchesne, Gramlin. I really like that top six. Like, honestly. It's like, great. Good, it, it, it's a lot. I just don't understand why they can't. It's play. a lot better than it puts up. Yeah. And yeah. then you got Grimaldi, Benino, Smith, which was one of the best third lines in hockey. Um, for Arizona, it's... I just don't... I don't know... Like, the Taylor Hall experiment hasn't really worked out. Yeah. They're coming in with all these distractions with... Chaka leaving and them talking shit about him, him talking shit about the ownership. It's just, there's so many distractions there. I just, you know, yeah, that was unless wild. Darcy Kemper just absolutely stands on his head for three games in a row, I don't know how they're going to win this series. Yep. Um, but we've seen Nashville disappoint in the past. It happens, you know, yeah, seemingly if, year in, year out. If there is a team out. that can make Kemper look good, we're looking at it. Is at Nashville. It. Yeah. Yes. Although I, just, I think Roman Yossi is just such a different beast. Um, and I think he's just such a difference maker in the, in this series. Um, that's my difference. Is guys like that. Like you said, Roman Yossi, Ryan Ellis. You got two guys who are almost putting up a point per game from the back end. That's elite. You're yeah, not, no, you're they're, like, they're, that's going to control a series. And, and that'll be the know, one. I like, obviously, Arizona's blue line with Ekman Larson and, and Jacob Chikrin and Goligoski, but it just it doesn't stand up. Yeah. And they got they got snatches. some they got some like grindy guys out in Arizona. You know, you got Christian Dvorak, you got Connor Garland. Probably even have Christian Fisher, and that guy likes to throw. They got Connor Garland. Not that he likes to mentioned. hit, but he's just yeah, he's he's I was gonna say he's little, but he genos. Um, you know, even Taylor Hall has started to pick up his body game like in recent years. Um, mm-hmm. so I could see Arizona taking this one. Um. Personally, though, going to get my prediction. Um, I got Nashville taking it in five. I have the exact same thing. Nashville in yeah. five. It's just, I think Kemper can I steal Kem- a couple games. Like, Kemper steals too. Exactly yeah. what I wrote down here. I just don't think he, I think he's a great player. Um, a great goalie. Obviously, we saw it this year, but I just don't think he could take the series. And uh, again, it's going to come down to those two big D-men in Nashville for me. Difference maker. Um, Arizona, though, it's going to be cool to see some playoff hockey for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, in terms of kind of secondary guys on these teams. Uh, obviously, you got the Roman Yossi's, the Ryan Ellis's, the Phil Forsberg in Nashville. Uh, to me, though, the one guy I'm really interested in is Victor Arvidsson. He had... Are you reading my paper? Sorry, buddy. No, I uh, love it. No, I he just had it. such a bad year this year. It was very disappointing, but he's back on that top line. Yep. Um, and Arvidsson is a guy that can get hot and score in bunches. Um, playing with Forsberg, playing with Johansson, I think he's a guy that can get hot for them. Yeah. Uh, and you could end up... You know, a lot of these... Uh, these fantasy drafts. I don't think Nashville is going to be a very popular team. No. Um, because they, they don't score a ton. Well, they're thinking exactly what we are here. Exactly. It's going to be a boring series, not a lot of goals. Nashville but doesn't score. You can almost get Arts in, like, maybe last pick of the draft. Like, yeah. Like, your 10th guy in the roster. And if they go far, he's someone's got to Even if they go to the second points. round and he picks up, you know, nine points and 
10 games or something yeah, like that. Two game winning goals, yeah, something just, like that. Just something ridiculous. Yeah, he, he, he'll, he'll provide value with how late he's going to yeah. go. Um, you could honestly, argue. I really don't love anything from the Arizona side. No. I would say if I had to pick a guy, um, it would probably just be Taylor Hall. Like, yeah. I don't think you need to go too much deeper in Arizona than Taylor Hall. Um, maybe Phil Kessel. Um, and then if you need to get really deep, maybe you're in a deeper pool, Connor Garland. Um, uh, Dvorak, give him like, a peek. He'll yeah, be, like, he'll be top like, line. I just don't, he'll be I just top PP. Think, like, even if they get past Nashville, like, what's their leading? Like, they OEL. Go the round. They lose in the second round. You give what's OEL some eyes. going to be? Six points? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're just not, they're not going to win because they're outscoring teams. They're going to win two to one definitely don't be because, reaching for Kemper. No. Um, well, even a lot of playoff pools don't even yeah. have goalies. Well, some back, do, some don't. Back to Arvidsson for me, though. If there's um, one player who has something to prove on that team, it's Victor Arvidsson. Last year, six playoff games, zero points. They're looking at him right now like, mm. what the fuck do you even do out here? Um, so <laughs> so that's kind of what stood out for me. Do you um, want to go to Detroit? Yeah, exactly. We will send you there um, with Robbie Fabry. I mean, they didn't send him there, but that's just the first person I thought of who got sent there. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, for me – Arvidsson, and then I kind of did the obvious. I went Kemper. There's just no other game changer that really stands out like him in this series. Um, but I kind of did a slash Ranta because if he gets lit um, in the first game, Ranta could step in, and then we've seen Ranta steal games on numerous amounts of occasions. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be an interesting series, probably get the least amount of eyes from everyone. I would um, imagine so. Um, but yeah. Who do you think starts game one? For Nashville, it's tough, so tough, but you got you got to go Rene. Saros was so much better say, this year. You just got to go Rene, though. It's just like this is last straw. This is it. He knows yeah. it. If he blows it, then he goes it, and he's out. That was not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, th- I think that's what you do. You, you give him that last chance, and they're both going to split. Best case, he steals game, it. So like yeah. they, I don't think they. I don't love that game. play. Guys are kind of out of shape right now. You, I kind of want to get like if I if I'm a coach. I've seen a couple teams. I'm not exactly. Yeah, um, Pittsburgh did it the other day, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, did it yesterday as well. You almost want to give your goalies like a full sixty because your body's needed right now. Your, uh, your bodies aren't used to that shit. Yeah, like we um, saw at Toronto uh, one with Anderson for a full sixty, Montreal one with Price for a full sixty, and they, a lot of they'd be the silly was, not to was like. They gotta, they gotta play. They gotta get back in a shape. Yeah, gotta, and as much as you know, maybe your backup needs a game here and there. Just pepper him with pucks in practice because yeah. he's your backup. You got a higher chance of putting him in. But yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got, I got Rene going game one. Um, I think, I think it's gonna be. Don't Rene look too, too much into it. I don't but. like. Um, I think honestly, if I was the coach, I'd probably go Saros. But it's just there's just think, all that playoff experience. I feel like Saros would understand. Like I obviously, have no clue. I'm yeah. talking on my ass, but I feel like Saros would understand. Like it's the. 36-year-old so Wiley veteran. This is his last hurrah with the squad. Yeah. Maybe not his last hurrah, but his last... It's going to be his last hurrah. It's got... Um, like, he's not getting any better. Certainly um, not. Okay, so we've went Edmonton in four and Nashville in five. We're on the same page so far. What do you think about Vancouver, number seven seed, against Minnesota, the number 10 seed? I think that this is one of the it's most... It's going to be fun. The most exciting series. Yeah. Like, I think, like... Like that, no one's talking about. Like, I, I think hate this Minnesota. This is going to be a very interesting series. Yeah, um, I think this is where the most disrespect is shown in these odds. At plus twenty two hundred is Vancouver, and uh, this is a team where I don't, I don't, I don't know if, if the odds makers are watching the same hockey that I was. But Vancouver looked right up there with some of the some of these top four teams. They looked like they could play with them on most nights. Um, maybe not, maybe not for three series if they run into just three powerhouses throughout but i definitely think that they deserve more respect than plus 2200 but with that you can tell which direction i'm going with this i'm definitely thinking vancouver's the better team vancouver's pretty solid in that top nine even when i was kind of looking for uh, a fringe guy who wasn't you know the elias petterson's the playoff bo horvath because we know he's gonna be a fucking monster and i can't (laughs) wait can't wait to watch that he's just that guy's built with just leadership and then we got we got quinn hughes in the back end who everyone else is gonna be talking about and then i was like oh man we could, we could even go into jt miller tyler to foley jt miller was phenomenal, phenomenal. absolutely and, led and, the team in points per points and points per game 72 points in 69 games like, unbelievable what? and that's a guy with heavy playoff experience he went far with the rangers a few times tyler to foley's won a couple cups as well you got heavy heavy as much as people are gonna say you know they're inexperienced you do have the experience around there you have Tyler Myers, who has gone a couple rounds in the playoffs with Winnipeg in the past, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, he's still an absolute tree who's going to block a bunch of shots. And he's huge in a series, can throw bodies around. Um, Minnesota, on the other hand, 
just for me, they just they're not as complete. They're not as thick with talent. Um, and just in general, you know, it, it wasn't Minnesota's year at first. They picked it up later on. Um, but I, I just really think that uh, that the speed, just the tops nine out, even even guys, they, they just have bangers. It, it, it's I love the way Vancouver's made, and I hate to admit it as a Colorado fan. Um, I mean, we don't have any beef with them anymore. We don't play them eight times a year, but yeah. uh, but we used to. But yeah, um, but for me on Minnesota, I have guys like Jordan Greenwood, who's now taken what looks like a role in the top line, yep, and that's someone absolutely. if if and you that watch him, great. that's a playoff performer. Um, as much as I want to say. You know, Zach Cassian's the playoff performer. I think we got to talk about Jordan Greenwood in almost the same light. Greenway's, with, built, Greenway's literally built to, like, play in the playoffs. Yeah, he's, he's a, a massive a man. He loves to hit, and he loves to Gino, and he's very good at doing both. Um, so I see him as a massive difference maker. Not a fantasy guy, but a big difference, difference maker. maker. Fiala, obviously, that's the name you got to talk about out there. Um, so hot. After January, so hot. After January 1st, he was tied for 11th in the NHL in goals. Ridiculous, tied with Steven yeah. Stamkos. That's something that we got to remind people of because people forget of this shit when we have a pandemic. And uh, Yeah, it's been a long time since yeah. he's been As Fiala fans, we got to do that. Um, but for me, I got Vancouver taking this one in five. Man, we are so on the same Come page. Yes. Vancouver in five as well for me. Um, the thing that's so interesting about the series, so... Vancouver was among the top 10 teams in the NHL in generating scoring chances at even strength this year, but struggled to defend. On the other hand, Minnesota, the best defensive team <laughs> in the NHL at 5v5 and well below average in creating offense. They're literally polar opposites at 5v5. It's crazy. Yeah. And then you look at their like um, special teams. You've got 4th ranked pa- power play for Vancouver, 10th ranked power play for Minnesota. But when you, I did a deep dive into the numbers yesterday... And both of them just rode high shooting percentages. Vancouver, third highest shooting percentage on the power play. Minnesota, uh, fifth highest shooting percentage on the power play. But Vancouver was 25th in expected um, goals for on the power play. And Minnesota was dead last. So, like, these power plays aren't as good as, like, their actual percentages would showcase. So, it's going to – I think what's going to happen is this – the series is going to be decided at 5v5, and it's going to be so interesting because it's like, which philosophy kind of comes out on top? Like, yeah. playoff hockey, oftentimes it's a low-scoring thing, so maybe advantage Minnesota. Yeah. And but three games can come awfully quick. If exactly. Yeah, like, they, you had one bad game, and you're almost at, like, yeah. realistically. Yeah. And it's just going to be interesting because one team is all offense, one team is all defense. Who wins? I think the one issue for Vancouver is they're a little top-heavy. Like, that top six is awesome. Unbelievable. But Minnesota can roll four lines. Like, you got Miku Koivu admittedly getting up there in age, but he's your fourth-line center. They're deep. They're not ripe with talent, Yeah. but they're deep. That's why I'm giving and them two games. Roll, they, yeah, they can roll four lines. Is... I think the difference maker for me, and, I, and that's where I am too, I think that they're going to be able to seal two because they're deep. They're going to be able to just really limit um, – Great defense. Vancouver. Well, that's the thing, too. So you're going to be looking at um, Jonas Brodin and Matt Dumba going up against Elias Pettersson. Suter's going to be getting line the whole series. Probably playing 30 minutes a night. Yeah. Like, because they're going to, it's going to be, oh, well, they're rested now. We might actually see a lot of that with such a, you know, just them, like with teams like this, with these, these fringe teams, the 10 seeds, the 11 seeds, the 12 seeds, we're going to see guys eating into the 28s, 29s, 30s, oh, yeah. just playing their their bags off yeah. realistically um, because that's the one, the only chance you have. Brodeen um, and Dumba are ranked third in expected goals against this year. And when they played Vancouver, they always hard matched against the Pedersen line. Um, so that it's going to be hard for that line to generate offense. Like as good as the boat Horvat line is, they're not a, you know, this huge offensive line. They're kind of a solid two way line. Take both ends. Um, and but that's big in playoff Pedersen, hockey. They need Pedersen to score. And it's, it's going to be hard against that pairing. Um, I could see him season, uh, as much as story. people don't want to hear it. I could see Pedersen being a huge bust in the play in just in the playoffs this year. Um, it's the size the thing. Matchup. It's the size thing. It's the matchup against him. It's just things in the first round at yeah. least. But at the same time, he could also be the same guy who looks at me and proves me completely wrong. Puts up like Connor, ton of points and yeah. you know whatever. The and other thing, I'm so feel like I gave I gave Minnesota two games, um, but I could very easily see. Vancouver sweeping the series as well because Markstrom is great. Markstrom had a great year. He's the best one in the series for sure. Yeah. Dubnik was awful this year. Staylock was pretty good actually. Yep. But like, I'm just like, if you're telling me I have to bet on the series, I'm not betting on Alex Staylock. Like I'm not. Yeah. Like ever. 
Never no. will I ever bet on Alex Saylock. Like, it's just not you happening. You shouldn't. And, like, when he's going up head-to-head against Markstrom, whether or not maybe Minnesota has an edge at 5v5 and maybe they have an edge in the special teams, um, goaltending matters more than anything in the playoffs. Yeah. And Markstrom has, is a clearly better than whatever Minnesota has to offer. <laughs> whatever and, they want to put between unless the Unless Dubnik can turn back the clock somehow here. He's struggled the last two years. Yeah. He was like, he had like an It's going to be tough for him to get back into the fold. So it's yeah. just, to me, Markstrom is just too much, like so much better than anything they have to offer. And that's going to be the difference. So I'm still going to give him a couple games. I can't believe we are literally yeah. three for three in picks here. Yeah, we uh, we will say disclaimer. We did not talk about this. No, before. not even. Also, like- second disclaimer. My dumbass was calling him Jordan Greenwood. It's Jordan Greenwood. Yeah, I tried to correct apologies it. for that. At first, I was like, I was you say so Greenwood. I'm like, it's I've been me. thinking golf, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> me and my three wood, Jordan Greenwood. Um, Let's just talk quickly about a couple of secondary guys on these two teams, um, and then we'll go to a quick break. Uh, for me, when you look at Vancouver, I think. Um, Tyler Toffoli is, he was so good once he arrived in Vancouver. Uh, I think that obviously people are going to, to flock to him a little bit, but he's, he's going to be stapled to um, Elias Pedersen's hip. Yep. Um, he is going to be on that, you know, net front of that top power play the entire time. He had 10 points in 10 games after his trade to Vancouver. I really, really like uh, Tyler Toffoli. From the Minnesota perspective, I honestly... Um, I wouldn't go too much lower than Kevin Fiala, Eric Stahl. The only other guy I would probably touch is Zach Parise. Maybe but, maybe take a Dumba pick. But even if they get not by even. Vancouver, I just they're not going anywhere. Yeah, you're not. They're, they're not, not a team. I'm like like there's other teams like to me Vancouver. You know it's iffy if Vancouver gets out of the first round or yeah. out of the qualifying round. But if they but do. if they get into the first round, they could fucking surprise a team. Yep. Minnesota's not. I see Vancouver as last year's Colorado Avalanche, where you know they could beat that first team, they could go on a little run, beat that second team, and then maybe they just get a complete horseshit offside call where they <laughs> don't make it to the next round. Just something like that. Yeah. I could see that. Um, and I honestly think I don't know if I sent you my notes or not, but I also had Tyler Toffoli. <laughs> Jesus and, Christ. Um, and obviously the mention, quick mention to JT Miller, but that's quite obvious. Um, as we mentioned, he did lead that team in points. I would say Brock so. Besser too. Like, just oh, because absolutely. He had such you can't a kind forget of about disappointing him. Year, people aren't gonna... He's a guy, if he gets hot, Patrick Lane style, he just starts putting him in the back of the net with that absolute bomb of can't a shot. can't forget he had 29 goals in 62 games in 18 and 26 people goals in 69 forget. games uh, the, the year after. So, um, yeah, I mean, disappointing year. Uh, a lot of trade rumors surrounding him, but like obviously they shut those down finally, yeah, uh, as they should. And he's got a phenomenal first name. But all right, let's go to a break here. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Calgary Winnipeg series. Uh, all Canadian matchup should be very exciting. Should be hot. Uh, and then we're going to break down the four round robin games, and then we're going to give a, a couple more uh, predictions for the Western Conference. So uh, enjoy the Blue Stones. I'm sure a lot of you guys haven't heard them a lot over the last couple of months. So enjoy the Blue Stones. We, we will see you guys back here in sixty seconds. PC, post-COVID. Post-COVID podcast. That's how we're going to refer to stuff now in history. PC. PC, baby. Post-COVID. Hope you guys enjoyed those sweet, sweet licks, as Dylan DeBerthing would say. We could have went PP, pre-playoffs. Pre-playoffs. But it's not the PP podcast. It's the PC podcast. (laughs) Post-COVID. Yeah. Um, Yeah, hope you guys enjoyed the Blue Stones. And now let's get into the Calgary Flames Winnipeg Jets. Now... We've talked a little bit about the odds uh, for these other teams being surprising. This is where I just get absolutely blown away. Bonkers, um, by definition. Same odds as the Arizona Coyotes, the lowest odds to win the Western Conference. The number eight seed Calgary Flames at 28-1. to 1. 
and the Winnipeg Jets come in at 26 to one as the number nine seed. Um, I don't really get it at all. Uh, I think that I would probably I'm probably just gonna put money on both of them. because uh, yeah. one of them's gonna get out of the qualifying round, and they're ridiculously good odds. And uh, I mean, if you look at uh, a Calgary Flames team, that's pretty good. Um, and then you look at a Winnipeg Jets team who has probably the Vezina Trophy winner on it. So, um, obviously, the uh, the Jets struggled uh, defensively Def- this year. Yeah. Second, quite a bit. Gave up the second most high danger chances against. Uh, gave up, I think, the second most scoring chances against. They had the uh, third highest expected goals against. So defensively, not a very good team. And then offensively. Uh, they were second last to the Detroit Red Wings uh, in expected goals for. So they just, you know, analytically, they look like absolute dog shit. Yep. Um, I mean, I like to dive into the analytics quite a bit. So I actually have Calgary winning this one in five. Let's say you probably got the same thing. Calgary in five. No fucking way. Yeah. Uh, I just think that they're... My d- only... Actually, no, it wasn't even a... Bu- or my only... I didn't have any where I took the lower seed. No, I'm, I didn't. I don't have any in the West. It's just, just too hard sometimes. I like. I think that. I think Winnipeg is a fine team. Uh, it's just gonna be weird. Like to me, I know it's not like you know. I don't put too much stock in home ice advantage in the playoffs, and well, especially and, now. When well, you, like no, but that's what I mean. But like, even really, like going to Winnipeg in the playoffs, it's a fucking tough place to play. It's a tough atmosphere, and now all of a sudden, you don't have that. No, and you get the NHL 2020 sound of yeah, Winnipeg, exactly, which it's is just, great. I'm not, I'm not beacon, but uh, but like I don't know when you this team just isn't the same as they have been in years past. No. I, I like obviously you got Connor Shifley and Wheeler, what a phenomenal first line. But then like Cody Eakins, your second line center, um, you know the fourth line, Nick Shore, Mason Appleton, Matthew Perl. It just it's not the same. Well, Winnipeg team. Then even their blue line, like there's no true bet anymore. Tell me, Calgary's not gonna be hungry after you know losing last year to uh, Colorado very embarrassingly when they were that was their year. So yeah. they 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 really have something to prove. Guys like Monahan, guys like Goudreau, those are guys who are being highly questioned by the Calgary fans. I believe because like why wouldn't you? They, they yeah. you know not a great regular um, season this year. Either. Absolutely, um, Matthew Chuck. Absolute force out there, and that's someone who is the game changer for me. He's the guy who takes such a good year. takes it to the next level, and he's such a playoff performer. He's a guy who has great years, but then he, even last year, Colorado could not stop Matt Kachuk to Chuck, but they could stop every other piece of that team, and that was realistically the difference maker. Um, without to Chuck, it would have been a four game sweep. Yeah, but um, you know, this is a guy where I, I see him in a five game series making maybe a bigger impact than anyone else mm-hmm. for any other team. Maybe not Connor McDavid, but he, he's <laughs> right up there with, the, with guys like that. Um, they need him to be great. Yeah. And, uh, maybe not splurging for him in fantasy to go get him. But if I'm looking at guys on Calgary, I'm probably going to Chuck before I go anywhere. Anyone else on that team. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is going to be a hell of a series. Um, and if there can be an upset, Winnipeg, you know, who knows? Maybe they put it together defensively for three games. It could, for sure. All you need is three games to get by, but it's much like the other series where best they of five go helps by, Winnipeg, for yeah, sure. Yeah. If this is the best of seven, they move by, though, you're fucked. Like, yeah. you, you can't do it with that D. You can't do it with just the way you've been playing. Analytics, Analytics are, a, they're there for a reason, and they do show things that, normally happen for a team or they do show things to come and you know you you can't you can't continue to play like you're playing and expect different results yeah calgary Um, top 10 in scoring chances for against a team that finished um you know third last in the league in scoring chances against um michael backman got hot at the end of the year that's a guy who could be a big uh big difference maker in the playoffs there's just there's stuff there really good second line that top line could show up at any minute um obviously i don't love Calgary's bottom six, but like I like it probably yeah. better I th- than I like Winnipeg's. And then I think Marjiampan the, or whatever is better than like we like he can carry his own. He's he's slowly becoming more of a force for yeah. that team. Guys like that, they're gonna be big. I think um, their blue line is just so much better. Their blue line got so much better at the uh, at the trade deadline. You know, picking up Derek For Forbert, picking mm-hmm. up Eric Gustafson, who's gonna help chip in on that top power play unit. Takes a little bit a uh, little bit of the weight away uh, minutes away from Giordano. The Hannafin, like Hannafin Anderson, they had great years. Like yeah. the blue line is better. Obviously, the only question is they're very solid. Uh, Talbot R- Riddick is not Hellebuck. Yeah, but 
That's why I have Riddick, got, That's why I've got the Flames in five. Riddick you, can be Hellebuck for a few games. Yeah, and um, so can Talbot. Talbot yeah. started seventy-one games a couple years ago. Like crazy. I mean, like they're not. It's almost like they overplayed him. Maybe. Um, <laughs> they're not as good, but like that's why I have Calgary in five. Yep. Hellebuck's gonna go steal two. There's no question about it, and he might yep. be able to steal three. But I wish we had some parody to be like, so we could just yell at each other and be like, "No, it's gonna be Winnipeg in five. You're a mm-hmm. dumbass, Brock." But we just don't, guys. Um, no, yeah, and again, on anything right we now. did not chat about this before. We like haven't made contact in four months, no. so this is huge that our brains are just working on the same. Well, way, it's like. just like to me, like a lot of people too that are gonna pick Winnipeg are just kind of seeing Winnipeg. Yeah, right? seeing Winnipeg for who they used to be. They don't have. They're not Dustin the same Bufflin. force. Without Brian their Little's fans. not their second line center, and Brian Little wasn't a very good second line center to begin with, and now they've got Cody Eakin, who's not even close to brian little no so yeah i just i don't you know i actually like andrew cop lowry roslovich roslovich is great line, yeah third line but like i i just don't see it i don't i don't understand how they're gonna get it done uh i think a lot of people are backing them more than calgary and i just people not, just think that it. same old Calgary's gonna show up which which is kind of not fair to say because you say same old that they really only hadn't showed up for one year um <laughs> so you know um yeah calgary five yeah, Calgary if I, um and then I think I'm definitely gonna throw some money on them. I mean, the lowest odds to win the Western Conference. Give, Crazy. Give me some, give me some value there. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so then if you just look at who you want to pick from each team, uh, I think Sean Monahan's a good pick yeah. for Calgary. To check uh, obviously. Go a little bit later than than you know in previous years, just because he only had 48 points in 70 games this year, so he might go a little bit later. Um, maybe even like last pick territory. Yeah, and that um, C's gonna be weighing heavy on his chest at this time because uh, he's he's in question too. So. Um, is he is he the future for them that they can they can roll with? So you know he's going to be trying to you know step it up there. I think he's a great great late pick. And then Winnipeg, obviously the top three there are great. Uh, Eulers and Line, they also solid picks. I just I don't think they're going to win the series. I have a hard time. Uh, I'm going to have a hard time picking any any Winnipeg guys. But the one thing that is kind of interesting about Winnipeg is if you're in one of these fantasy drafts and all these top teams are going and Winnipeg's kind of laying around in like the mid to late rounds, you might be able to go three Winnipeg guys yeah. in a row yeah. and kind of just, you know, hit your trailer to the Winnipeg yeah. uh, truck and just say, Hey, we're grabbing hopefully any, they can, hopefully they can make some magic happen. Hopefully they can score enough goals and hell can play well. And they could end up doing it. Right. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not unforeseen. They, they could, they could pull it off. Um, they could pull off this upside. You know, it's not like Calgary is this powerhouse. Yeah, realistically. True. So um, I think like if you're going to, if there's a team that can upset in the Western Conference in the first round that you could actually get a lot of points out of these guys, it is Winnipeg um, because they do have some some really high-end uh, offensive talent. So uh, if there's a team that you just kind of say, fuck it, I got to just try it, it's Winnipeg for me. And honestly, it's funny because last year, um, last year I did that with St. Louis and I won my playoff pool because I just not you know and no one they were like the worst team and then they were the best team and no one really knew it yeah and i was like oh i'm just gonna i grabbed all the st louis guys and just ran away with the pool like yeah thank you um it's all it takes but all right let's talk about the round robin now really quick colorado you alluded to um and vegas they both have the best odds to win the western conference at three to one st louis comes in at four to one dallas comes in at six and a half to one to win the western conference um I don't think we really need to talk about the round robin itself. No. Uh, it's kind of just going to be a shit show regardless. Uh, it's going to be awesome. but It is going to be gonna be, be great hockey. Uh, I just hope I no just, one gets hurt. I don't know how hurt. serious they're going to... Like, obviously, you, you're going to want to get number one seed and play the You kind of got to take it as serious as you can be. Yeah. Like, the dip, I mean, we saw like, fights and fucking scrimmages yesterday. Yeah. So, I mean, these guys are well, going to be out the there The thing playing. is, this isn't preseason hockey. Like, as much as people are like, oh, it's only a... Po- it's only exhibition this is not preseason they have to be in this form like you're yeah, you're trying to get you're being thrown form. into the fire yeah you don't yeah so it's um, good that they're at least playing because it would have been really weird if the qualifying round just happened and these guys are just like it'd be terrible it like, awful, oh so. sick we just watched you guys bang it out getting the playoff form and we're just sitting over here as the top teams with cold ass legs yeah um yeah no i agree i think it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh it fills time gaps during the midday yeah, so for sure so is there anybody that's coming out of the qualifying round that you think can reach the Western Conference Finals, or is it coming down to just these four for you? Uh, personally, it's I hate to be boring, but it's just these four. Um, just how she goes. I think, depending on how things fall, let's say Dallas ends up with the number four seed, and they play Edmonton. I think that's an interesting series. I think that's a spot where Edmonton could pull off an upset. Yep. Um, but outside of that, I think that the top three are, are very, very good. I really like Colorado's chances. 
Kale McCarr is exceptional. Their blue line's pretty solid. Um, Kadri, as long as he doesn't get suspended, gives him a great second line. I think right now he's playing with Landis Cog too. So you put those two together on the second line. That's really solid. Obviously McKinnon, like he looked like absolute fucking fire Lights yesterday. Out, like just ridiculous yeah. right away. Ridiculous. Um, How like even not missing a step was that? Yeah. They're, they're, they're very they're deep. Yeah. They're deep. And I, obviously I think their question a little bit still is goaltending, but we've seen Grubauer play pretty well in the past. And I'm not, I'm not about to say that he can't perform well. And Frank Kuz has been a pretty solid backup option all year long. So um, I, I, I think their biggest question mark is obviously the goaltending, but they've got, they've got some horses and they're a pretty big team. I yeah. think that they're really good. I love Vegas though. I still think I Vegas know. is the team to beat. Uh, I just, I'm the biggest Mark Stone fan that you'll find. Uh, Max Pacioretty has had a terrific year. Um, they don't seem quite as deep as they have in years past, but getting Alex Tuck back is going to be huge. Is Pacioretty going to be okay, though? Um, yeah, I know. I know so they left him back in Vegas because they weren't sure how, like, what the training facilities were going to be like or the rehab facilities, but now that they've been there, they know that, like, it can happen. He's good it's funny, though. So he either is going to have to just drive or take a private plane because if he flies commercial, he has to quarantine and then he could miss the whole round robin. So I, they're, I guess right now they're planning on him just driving I think driving they'll, they'll there. find some. Yeah, yeah, he'll be fine. Um, but their, their blue line looks solid too. I, I, I just think like when you look at you know having Mark Andre Fleury and Robin Lehner, pretty fucking good. Oh yeah. So I think that's the slight edge for me over Colorado. Very, um, very. And then obviously St. Louis really good. Getting Tarasenko back is massive. Um, but it's it's just so hard to repeat. Yep. It's so hard to repeat. So it is. for me, those top three obviously very good. Um, I actually have if I had to pick in order, I would go Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis, Dallas is my order. How about you? We have some difference, which is great. Um, and I'm gonna surprise people here. I actually have St. Louis as my number one seed. For me, it's just uh, been there, done that. They looked so great last year. They're just come back with the same, same, same old song and dance. Um, <laughs> same great lineup, just no real big pieces missing. And as you mentioned, Tarasenko is back, and uh, he's going to be hungry. He's going to be more than hungry. He's going to be starving. He's going to be like me when I catch my first buffet after all this COVID's done. He's going to go <laughs> absolutely nuts. But um, so that's why I got them number one. Um, you know, it's just hard to go against the champs last year. They just they did it. They did it. Um, number two, though, I got Colorado. Same reasons as you. Um, Colorado's great. They're going to – they almost did it last year. I don't want to lead back to that offside call because I'm going to get pissed, flip the table, and we're going to lose the recording. But um, <laughs> just, you know, they're, they're great. I got some questions about the, the goaltending, but at the same time, they might actually have an unreal tandem or a super average tandem. It's hard to say. We don't really know what you have in Frank It's just Kuhn's. not flurry and lane. Yeah, it's really not. Um, number three. Vegas, Fleury and Laner, the rest of that lineup. Um, when I put them third, this is like putting Kobe, LeBron, and you know, like Shaq up there against the rest of the league. Like we're putting three awesome gold teams. against pennies. <laughs> um, wow, that's a total chirp to other teams. But um, <laughs> Dallas Stars, number four for me. Dallas, um, you know, Ben Bishop's going to play phenomenal. Dallas is going to do their same old boring-ass hockey where they win 2-1 in overtime, and Bishop makes 43 stops, and uh, they're going to go pretty far. And if he, but, doesn't, um, if he doesn't play well, Anton Hedo he is pretty good, too. Yeah, but uh, he's no Frank Kuz or uh, Grubauer. But um, <laughs> either way, um, yeah, no, I for me, these, are, these, these teams are, are what's going to end up taking it of them all. If you ask me to pick one bubble team or, like, one of the outside teams that I think could make a run, it's Vancouver. Um, we alluded to why, but other than that, it's just too hard to get around these top four. Like I said, we got three teams that I'm considering gold Yeah. and, uh, like gold member, I like gold. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so, so I got, I got all three of those squads right there. Beautiful. Um, all right. I hope you guys enjoyed the Western conference preview. Um, so good stay to tuned back. for later today. Uh, me and Dylan, uh, he will slide in to replace Biebs, and we will be talking about the Eastern Conference. Biebs, I know you got a, a quick trip up to Toronto to golf. Yep. So good luck. Enjoy, and then Ottawa, safe, and going to the nation's capital. Looking forward to another episode here in the coming weeks. So awesome. Uh, see you guys. Enjoy the Blue Stones on the way out, and we'll uh, see you guys back here later today. <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys get to be a part of the 30% that gets into bars that can watch these games yeah. with the rest of us. Cause this is going to be fun. It is going to be so much fun. Hockey all day, every day. Can't Broken down, so I walk the line I drop my wounds and I down I'm out of money, I'm out of time I fly low like a broken arrow 
Time slows and my vision arrows I'm out of money, I'm out of time Sing your hearts out, sing it loud Make me happy, make me proud Black holes, solid ground Black holes, solid ground A thousand voices set on free Because it's silence Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.